0: Hey everyone, today I want to talk about Emile Césaire's essay, Discourse on Colonialism. Now before jumping into it, a few things to say. This will be my last episode for a couple of weeks. I'm going to take a little time for the holidays, uh, so if anyone, if you know, for anyone listening to this, don't expect one another episode out next week. Uh, I might do a live stream. If anyone wants to watch me, watch me play chess, then you might be able to tune in for that. Uh, otherwise, I'll catch you in the Christian New Year with more... With, Many more things, so if you're new here, uh, welcome, I'm David, I try to explain philosophical texts and ideas in a way to make them accessible to you, so if you're new, subscribe so you'll see, in the new year, when new episodes come out, and there are a bunch of episodes already up on YouTube and other podcast form uh, type things that you can go and find if you want if you found this on youtube you're going to be able to find it in podcast form pretty much anywhere where you get podcasts or if you found this in podcast form you're going to be able to find the video on youtube if you're into that at all and if you want to help me out do all those things i mentioned you can help me out monetarily via patreon or paypal but obviously no pressure yeah let's uh jump into this very important essay from ms now this essay was written after World War II, in 1950, in uh, Martinique, which is a colony of France, where mrs. Césaire was writing, and hence his French name. Now, this essay is very much an effort to grapple with the hypocrisy that Europe embraces in its colonial efforts. That is, at the time that many of its nations were largely imperial nations, it believed itself to be righteous and civilized. And it is by virtue of this, enlightened position that it justified it's going all across the world colonizing people, stealing from people, both physical resources, symbolic religious resources perhaps, stealing iconography, taking people literally, destroying culture, all in the name of enlightenment. At least this is kind of how the narrative went. Now, Césaire doesn't buy that. Césaire says that, in fact, these demonstrate a lack of enlightenment. These demonstrate a lack of humanity, not an excess of it, not an effort to disseminate it across the globe. It is instead the lack of civility embedded within the apparently most civilized part of the globe. And this is the main hypocrisy that Césaire is really pointing us to here. In demonstrating that even in those sites that claim themselves to be so enlightened are as well the very antithesis of that enlightenment in the form of violence against colonized people and people all across the world who do not subscribe to enlightenment ideals. Now, underneath all of this is a hidden driving force, which at the time I think Césaire was very much ahead of his. Uh, day in recognizing one of the driving impetuses behind colonization is not an effort really to spread the Word of God or to spread enlightenment as a kind of philanthropic effort to make the world better or to quote-unquote civilize the world. It had nothing to do with any of that. In fact, one of the real driving forces behind it for cesaire is market interest the desire to open new markets for Europe, either by directly stealing resources from people or cutting through people's land, which could be sacred, it could be religious, it could have other social meaning, to Europe, none of that mattered. If the logic of capital can prevail, it will prevail over any other desire, any kind of other social institution, be it religious or historical or educational, what have you. Capital trumps all of that. Now, the timing of this essay is significant for many different reasons, but the fact that it comes right after World War II resonates very well with one of Césaire's overall arguments, and that is that within, as I believe I've already made clear, within European life that claims itself to be so enlightened, so superior to everybody else, lurks some very anti-enlightenment, anti-humanist elements. Now, he points to World War II, specifically Nazism, to demonstrate that, to say that Nazism is very much on the trajectory of European Enlightenment. It made sense that Nazism would come into fruition because it was the sign of a sick culture, one that sought to expand itself all across the globe without any kind of restrictions. So, of course, will come a point when it will turn back on itself and attack itself now it's important for me to problematize this slightly because the targets of the holocaust weren't just europeans full scale all europeans suffered obviously no doubt but of course it was a targeted attack against jewish people against roma people against gay people just to name a few and so for that reason I think that we need to problematize the idea that that puts forward that Nazism was somehow Europe retaliating against itself when in fact it was very much a targeted attack against marginalized people but where I think he's really on point is the way that Hitler is sort of scapegoated and taken to be a bad apple in all of this whereas and I think says is very right about this it is embedded within the fabric of European life to dehumanize It was doing this for centuries way before World War II, dehumanizing indigenous peoples all across the globe, be they in what is now Canada or what is now Australia, all across Africa and so on, to reduce these people to a state of nothingness so that they could be exploited as a means of production. They could be enslaved, they could be killed, they could be uh, murdered just at the hands of European colonizers. Now, Cesaire stresses that he has nothing wrong with like traveling or visiting new places in fact he welcomes it and celebrates the meeting of cultures because that's where you can learn things from one another you can grow together whereas colonization marked purely by exploitation is not interested in getting to know people to learn from other people it is interested in taking from other people and learning that way but learning albeit through uh, exploitation and using people and land for its own benefit, without giving anything fair back to the people it took from. And then Europe whitewashes this past, it erases this history. So for example, many of the tenets that Europe holds close, including rationalism, different disciplines, including mathematics, astronomy, and so on, do not actually emerge from Europe. They come from India, they come from African countries, they come from Arabic-speaking countries, that very much put these kernels in place that Europe could then appropriate and claim for its own. How often have we heard things about Western civilization coming under fire and what that would mean then for like rationality or anything? Of course, erasing the fact that Western civilization did not originate these ideas at all, nor were they definitely not their practice either. It captured these ideas and incarcerated them for its own use. So what happens to colonized people is a process of thingification, that is, as the translation puts it, the act of turning people into things. And in a lot of cases, turning things into people, where things have more meaning than people, where colonizers are more prepared to fight for their commodities than they are for actual human beings. And these aren't the acts of just a few bad actors that I've laid out. Instead, this is very much embedded within the very fabric of European life, where all of those you know, bourgeois, petit bourgeois, other uh, figures within Europe are all complicit in these movements, in these efforts to uh, expand rationality, to extend European culture all across the globe. No matter how benevolent they think they're being, no no matter how philanthropic they think they're being, they are participating in this continual exploitation and reduction of different countries to the status of workers for Europe points of exploitation for European market expansion. Oh, in the face of all this, Césaire is not saying let's go backwards to some romantic time before European colonization. Instead, in, in his words, almost verbatim, he wants to use the productive powers that have been developed to move forward, all the while retaining the ideas of an old fraternal warmth, pushing that as well into the future. Now, the insistence upon fraternalism is obviously concerning. Where do women figure into this whole uh, framework, this revolutionary paradigm? I don't know. Uh, They seem to be forgotten. But in any case, the revolution that Cesaire has in mind is undoubtedly a proletarian one recognizing that all enslaved people, including all working people, share one fundamental thing in common, and that is the direct exploitation of their labor, their bodies, their free time, their lives. The exploitation of those things by a capitalist mode of production and machinery that is going to try to extract as much surplus value from those people then they are actually going to get back in return. Now of course there are varying degrees of this. Someone working in a factory making a decent salary is not living the same life as an enslaved person brought from West Africa to the United States for example. Like this comparison is very difficult to draw but he still holds firm to the idea that the common guiding thread is this drive for profit. One that is going to bulldoze through anyone that gets in the way, and is going to use anyone in any way that it can. And the necessity for this extends beyond the treatment of humans as well, where, of course, it will have deleterious effects upon the world, up, upon animals, upon landscapes, and so on. And really, Cesaro is very much out of his, of his time in pointing out these issues endemic to uh, capitalist expansion, specifically against marginalized people all across the globe which i think is pretty neat and yeah that pretty much covers it he goes into detail presenting the words of various intellectuals bourgeois figures who are essentially sympathetic and uh, complicit in european expansion and exploitation of indigenous peoples all across the world and so uh, i didn't go into detail there because they would just essentially involve me just reading quotes which is pretty boring so to get the full experience you got to read the whole thing uh, but yeah if you know you liked what I did here. Uh, Like, share, subscribe. Uh, Tell your friends. Who knows, they might get a kick out of it. And remember, I'll be away for a couple weeks. I might pop up for a live thing, like I said. Uh, But we'll see how that goes. For anyone who celebrates at this time of year, enjoy your celebrations. For anyone that doesn't, have a good, safe few weeks doing whatever you're doing. And yeah, catch you next time. Take care.